Welcome to Brian Time, everybody, the weekly podcast where we talk about underground independent wrestling. Um, just kidding. We talk about Portland Pickles baseball, but we will do a little bit of that today. We will talk a little bit about underground wrestling, but for right now, we're going to talk about Portland Pickles baseball with this week's guest co-hosts, local comedian, sports nut. Not Adam Posse, as his Zoom handle says right now. Oh, does it? My bad. It's okay. I knew who you were. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Sam Whiteley. Sam Whiteley to the program. It's great to be here. Thank you. It's a it's an honor. I've been a fan of this this show since the first season you and Jake were doing this, so I'm thrilled to thrilled to be hopping on. Yeah. So you uh, you had a chance to go out to uh, Walker Stadium last week and catch catch a little pickles baseball, huh? I did. I haven't been out to the walk this summer as much as I would like to. You never you can never get enough of the walk. You can never be there as much as you want to. The season's too short. But well, uh, I don't know about that. From you're talking <laughs> to a guy who who is at forty two baseball games so far this summer. See, yeah, that's that's probably enough. If I caught forty two a summer, that might be my fill. But uh, yeah, I was there the other night, and it was a one of a kind experience. That was the eighteen to nothing loss to the to uh, Bellingham. Uh, Bellingham. Yes, the yeah, game the itself Belling- was was not exactly a nail biter, and so I was thankful, though, still to catch that game because of the the backyard wrestling going on, both pre mm-hmm. and during the game. Yeah, I'm excited to get into that. We'll uh, we'll get into that when we get inside the jar. But um, you actually have one of the more epic uh, dizzy bat. You like injured yourself like almost permanently in dizzy bat once, didn't you? I dislocated um, a rib. My one and only dizzy bat experience. I I did leave it out on the field. Um, I did yes. win too. I want to point out. I still have my John Ryan bobblehead if anyone wants to make a bid for it, but their blood was on the line that day. Yeah. Human sacrifice in the name of Dylan T pickle. Yeah. I'm all for it. All for it. That's what you, that's what the pickles are worth. The pickles are worth putting your body on the line for. People seem to think so. We, uh, we had a wild, wild Wesley game on Saturday during pickle fest that going into the bottom of the ninth was still tied at four to four. It was actually a really good game. And uh, between the Rosebuds and the Gherkins, and I made the executive decision that if that game was tied at the end of nine, they were going to, the coaches were going to do Dizzy Bat to decide who won the game. As all Lo- should all be tiebreakers should be decided by Dizzy Bat race. I'm supportive of that. Yeah, they wanted to do like home run derby or whatever. And it's like, dude, a lot of the, there's not a lot of kids on these teams that can really 
Like we did it once and it basically became like best ball. Like when you play right. like whoever, whoever hit it the furthest. So, I mean, not to take it, I, I probably can't hit it out of the Walker Stadium either. I'm just saying not the best way to decide something. So I know that you cannot hit it out of Walker Stadium, nor can I, It would or come close, frankly. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I could. Me and Joe Simons are talking about doing some batting practice once he gets back from Hawaii. So we'll see. I'm sure he could. Joe Simons is. I've seen very Joe athletic. on the golf course, and um, yeah, he is. He is a very impressive athlete. I could see Joe pulling one over the fence. Yeah. Anyway, pickle report. Let's get into the pickle report. Welcome to the show, Sam. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Glad your uh, dislocated rib is healed. This was a good two uh, years ago. It did take a while. Those do not heal easily, as you can imagine. Yeah. So the pickle report is a little, uh, it's a little murky right now. We get some, we get some discolored brine going on in the, uh, in the old pickle jar. Um, the pickles keep losing. They, they have lost, I think six in a row at this point. Um, but the team that they're also battling, well, so the way that the playoffs work in the West coast league is that if you win the first half, you get a playoff spot. If you win the second half, you get a playoff spot. But if the same team wins the first and the second half, then they go to overall record. So it's not just the next best second half team. It's overall record. If the So Corvallis won the first half. Corvallis is going to win the second half, more than likely. So then it's Ridgefield, Portland, Bend are all tied at 24 and 21 overall. And then Cowlitz, the other team in the league, is 23 and 22. So we there's three games left, at least for the Pickles. We could legitimately have the other four teams in the division all tied. That so, could come down to like a dizzy bat scenario. There's there's probably going to be a lot of tiebreakers put into effect if if that plays out. Yeah, so... I'm not sure what they go off of if everybody's tied, but I'm I the feeling that I get is that the team that just lost seven in a row is probably not the team that's gonna make the playoffs. You would think right? yes, that there there would be a different direction they would go than that. Yeah. So they've lost three in a row. But it's like six out of the last seven, I want to say, because they got swept by Bend. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess at the top. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. And they keep having, like, strong early innings. They were up five to nothing on Bend and ended up losing seven to six. You know, that's not that's not a good feeling. They're going to have to do something to change the mojo for this final series. Who do they play for their last series? Port Angeles. Okay. Well, which is a team they, they have a little bit of beef with after there was some catcher runovers and some people getting thrown at, and and it's in Port Angeles. So I don't know. I mean, anything at this point could happen, but I, I, felt, I felt better about it before they, they dropped three to bend. Sure. Let's but put it that I, way. I feel like closing your season with your your new rival, who, you know, perfect scenario. I see a sweep coming. 
That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, I guess the, the hard thing is right now is that we've lost quite a few of the kind of better players. I mean, we, we lost Matt Jew. We Matt, we lost uh, Ivan Luna, Alonzo Treadwell, who is our stud pitcher. One of them has gone, you know, like these kids, their school starts in like nine days from now. Oh, wow. So, you know, a lot of schools are starting mid August. So, and a lot of those guys have innings restrictions that, you know, hit right at the end of the season when you kind of need them the most. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole behind the scenes thing that goes on with rosters in the West Coast League, which is why they break up the first half and the second half and you can still get a playoff spot, but you got to kind of finish strong in one of one of the two. And right now the pickles are fading, unfortunately, but not all, you know, hope is not lost. It could happen, and that would be that'd be sick. I mean, we'd get at least one playoff game next week, uh, either Wednesday or Thursday, I think, or Tuesday or Wednesday, out at Walker Stadium, uh, depending on well, they'd end up playing Corvallis. So, who, who is knows? The, the Yankees of the West Coast League, as I understand it, those guys always mm-hmm. have a pretty terrifying record. Yeah. Yeah, they're running away from people. So their record right now is 36 and 9 and every, you know the next closest team is everybody else tied at 24 and 21. So do the math on that. They've won at least 10 more games than everybody else. Get them in a postseason situation though and you know anything can happen in one game. It's true. That is true. Anything can happen. So that's a pickle report, you know. It could be better. I wish I had better news to report to everybody, but the out-of-town scoreboard, not looking great. We've had a great time the last couple nights uh, with Wild Wild West League. We had Pickle Fest this weekend. There was a lot of good stuff going on out there with the uh, the Gherkins and the Rosebuds and the Grey Wolves. You know, there's and the a, Wild there's Bills. Yeah, the Wild Bills. Yeah, I like the Wild Bills. They're like my new. They're my new favorite team. They have um, the coolest jersey. I almost had enough beverages the other night to convince myself to to purchase a oh. Wild Bills jersey. I couldn't quite do it, but the day will come. Yeah, they're, they're pretty slick. I like all of them. I think the Rosebud branding is really cool. The Wild Bills, I just don't like the numbers because they're hard to read. Okay. Uh, for me, like they look cool, like up close, don't get me wrong. But when you're standing on the party deck, you're like through a net. You're like, is that a three? Is sure. that a one? Like they all kind of look the same because they don't. The numbers don't have any like real curve to them, but they do look cool. Um, yeah, we had a kid, uh, Sean Alvarado for the Gherkins struck out on Friday night. And then like Bo Jackson, like snapped his bat over his femur. Hell yeah. Uh, which was a dope. That's as badass as hitting a home run to me. I have the bat. He signed it and gave it to me. See, yeah, that you got to have a whole get a hold of stuff like that. Yeah, I traded him for a piece of pepperoni pizza, which was quite the deal. For, especially for him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's He's a, a college kid. He He's not getting paid to be out here. Yeah, what does he care? I'm excited about it. I'm going to make like a little kind of, if you, I'm going to try to find like a bat holder on Amazon, but then still like keep it busted, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we're having a good time. There's still plenty of baseball to, to witness out at the walk. Is There's going to be a Wild Wild West League playoff. Uh, at the end of this month, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about that, but 
as of right now, not looking great on too many more pickle games. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm keeping hope alive. But that's your pickle report. Pickles, 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 Time now for Pickle of the Week. Pickle of the Week. This week's Pickle of the Week, Alex Guru. Alex Guru is a local kid from Tualatin, Oregon. Plays at Clark College, Clark Community College. He was born on October 1st in the year 2000, which is mind-boggling. But That's just crazy. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> As somebody who's going to be 40 uh, in less than a month and a half, so... He won Moss Adams uh, Player of the Week last week. He's a good dude. Uh, his stat line for the season is pretty pretty insane. He's 4-1. He's got a 1.92 ERA, so sub-2 ERA in 11 games. He started 10 of them. And, yeah, he's 4-1 and one in 10 starts. He's pitched 42 innings and struck out 38, so nearly a strikeout per inning. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Mowing. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. he can come up big in a start uh, coming up later this week and help him get into the playoffs. Yeah. So we had a we had like a six player, six pitcher, one hitter earlier in the season, and so he he got a piece of pickle of the week earlier in the season with uh, Alonzo Treadwell and I, um, Via Lobos was in on that, and gosh, I can't like I said, there was like six of them. Yeah, so Josh Mahler has had a piece of that. So, yeah, there was a whole big group of kids that got uh, got thrown in on Pickle of the Week early on in the season for having a one-hitter. So, uh, Guru was a part of that, but now he is uh, single-handedly standing alone as Pickle of the Week this week. Heck of a pitcher. Great kid. Uh, I like him a lot. There's there's a lot of kids on our uh, pitching staff that are actually really good dudes. Um, there's a... Uh, Nate Leibold was a good kid. Trace Hockenin. We had a lot of uh, a lot of fun. They're they're good dudes. It's it's been a strength of the team this summer for sure. The game I went to, notwithstanding, they've had a lot of effective yeah. arms. Yeah, they had a pretty deep uh, staff, so that helped. But yeah, some of these kids, like Alonzo Treadwell, I think probably probably could go go on to the next level. We'll see what happens. And, and Speaking of next level, though, shout out um, to former pickle Zane Mills. You may have talked about it already, but he was drafted in the fourth round, and, and that's exciting for me because I used to coach Zane, not in baseball. I can't take credit for that, but uh, I briefly was a, a high school football coach for a season, and that aligned with Zane. Great kid. Awesome dude. Yeah, he's a big kid. He played at WSU, him and Manzardo. Both WSU kids that got drafted this season and both former pickles. They were like roommates for both, I think. So And his wallet just got a little heavier, I would imagine, if he's getting in the fourth round. Yeah. Manzardo was like like maybe second round. So Oh wow. Yeah, he broke a bunch of records at WSU. He had an amazing season this year. I tried to get him. Tried to get him. No answer. I was like, Hey, you want to do the pod? No answer. So Alex Guru's pickle of the week, and then I let Sam pick. <laughs> we went a little different direction, man. I have so many jars of pickles with one pickle out of them. These are actually something that that my wife will eat, even especially the jalapeno f- flavored ones. So this is great. 
See, I'm helping you out. Yeah. No, these will go well. So we have this week Foster's Jalapeno-flavored pickled asparagus spears, which I think we've done asparagus before, but certainly not jalapeno asparagus. So here's brand new jar. Just got it. Slightly chilled. You ready? Cheers. They smell spicy, bro. They smell spicy. They got a little kick, yeah. What do you think? I like that. Not a ton of spice, honestly. No, it's got like an after, little hint afterwards. No, these aren't spicy. These aren't spicy. They do have a jalapeno flavor to them, though. These are accessible. If you're someone that doesn't like a lot of spice, or you can't handle much of it, but you enjoy it, these are for you. Those are good. I could crush. I could crush these. All yeah. natural, gluten free, low in calories, sustainable farming, delicious as hors d'oeuvres, hors d'oeuvres. I One I carb. I can agree with that. I think these would make a terrific hors d'oeuvre. Wouldn't they? A little toothpick in it. No, I like that. I'm a fan of that. Foster's jalapeno. I would say that's. I'll go. I'll go like a stand-up double, maybe a ground rule double. Sure. Or it could have been a. It could have been a home run if it was just maybe if it was spicier. Actually. Yeah. I think I like. I was so I was so ready for it to be spicy, and then when it wasn't, I was like, hmm. Like I like the jalapeno flavor, but I'd actually like them to be spicier. I'll go double off the wall. Like you, off the bat, you thought maybe it did have a chance to 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 be a homer, but a little more spice. But still, still a very, very tasty experience. Yeah, that's a tasty treat. That's a good, good pick, Samuel. Thank you, and good for you, apparently. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush jars of these and get skinny. Probably not, but Alex Guru Foster's Jalapeno Pickled Asparagus Spears. We salute you. You are our pickles of the week. Uh, yeah, hopefully we get to see him pitch one more time, maybe in those playoffs. So, pickle of the week. Hey, folks! This week's brine time is brought to you by Kraken Strength. Never heard of them? Well, Kraken Strength is the premier strength and conditioning facility in the Portland area. They offer group fitness classes, advanced competitive and sports specific training. At Kraken Strength, you'll find a community of fitness, knowledgeable staff, and the support you need to successfully meet your goals, no matter what level of fitness you're starting out at. They're located in Tigard, Oregon, and you can check them out at krakenstrength.com. Be sure to tell them the Brian Time Boys sent you. House Wine is a proud partner of Brian Time, lovingly produced in Walla Walla, Washington by winemaker Hal Landvoit. For every case sold of their Rainbow Edition Sparkling Rosé, $2 is donated to the Human Rights Campaign. Thank you to House Wine for your support of Brine Time. Fear and Loathing in Tacoma is the newest podcast from comedian Jeremiah Coughlin, where he interviews rock stars, comedians, and generally interesting people about their psychedelic experiences. 
New episodes every Friday. Check it out on Podcast Republic, iTunes, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes terrifying, always interesting. This is Fear and Loathing. Time now for Inside the Jar. We are joined today by the thoroughbred Caleb Rex. Uh, you guys did some uh, some backyard underground wrestling. So it's blue collar wrestling is is who you're associated with. Yes. You guys uh, did a little did a little expo out at the Walker Walker Stadium on Tuesday. I wasn't there. Sam was there. I wasn't there. I was there. It was bad. It was great. It was it was a one of a kind experience, as I said earlier. It was an honor to be there to see you guys do your thing. Yeah, tell me how that all came about. Um, how you got hooked up with the pickles, and then uh, kind of what the what the deal is. Uh, so a while back, um, I reached out to the organization and just thought about you know I had this random idea of what if we did a partnered night. I mean, um, the pickles were getting pretty pretty big um i had went and saw a game i thought this could be really fun there's different stuff we could do in between the innings we've got a lot of wrestlers who have really big larger than pers- larger than life personality characters and uh it would it, it would have worked out really well and um the first time the first like interaction we had we came and we set up a booth um one of our wrestlers came out and threw out the pit first pitch and then we just kind of promoted yeah bcw i remember shows. that yeah i think it was there for that okay yeah yeah, you and Jeremiah. I mean, or sorry, you're Jeremiah, but uh, you and Jake were I out am there. Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I remember it, that. And then I just I got a random email um, from uh, from the Pickles asking if we wanted to come out again, and we just we we got together a quick card of of different guys. We got our ring out there. We got to set it up uh, about an hour before the game uh, and get to perform for the fans. Uh, we didn't get to have any music or anything like that, which was uh, on, like something we got to make sure we do next time um, on our end. But um, it, so we were just kind of like walking out and getting in the ring. So I think that threw a few people off. But once they saw the action going, oh, yeah, they were all over it. Yeah, man, that that's the kind of thing that makes me wish I'd been there because I could have I could have narrated for you guys, right. and, you know, like done my Jim Ross and then like. I, you could have given me music to play on my phone or whatever, like just made a whole experience. But yeah, there's kind of a disconnect from like the booth versus kind of what happens out on the berm when it comes to that kind of thing. But yeah, we could have, I could have helped you out better with that, but that's sounds like people were into it though, right? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of our guys got to sell a bunch of their merch afterwards, um, Heck yeah. handed out some stickers met some new people, got some people behind, you know, BCW got people excited for Caleb Rex. That was, that was a cool part too. Um, got to bring in some extra tickets. You got stole the show. Tickets. You were, you were clearly the player's favorite by the end of the performance. <laughs> they were fired up for you. <laughs> right on. That's good to know. I, that's, I, I try to base my athletic gimmick. You know, I try to uh, keep myself because I've got a, I've got a sports background from anything from, you know, playing football through college to like I was a cheerleader through high school and played some little bit of baseball. But I was more of a track athlete in the spring. But yeah, I, so I try to just bring that to wrestling and make a lot of sports references and things like that. So it's, it's good to know they like it. <laughs> That's rad. Um, I did hear there was some grumblings about there was a. Uh, 
a macho man impersonation contest that didn't go very well. I heard there was, uh, did you, do you want to speak to that? I don't know if you were involved um, with that, but I, I wasn't personally involved in it, but, um, one of our wrestlers, uh, the Northman Ernest Olsen was, and, um, he got, he made it to the finals and then lost to a random fan. And we, we, we gave him all sorts of, 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 of mess for that. You know, <laughs> how are you going to be a, a professional wrestler and lose a macho man impersonation contest? So, I mean, I heard he does have a good one. I have heard his impression before, so it must have taken a strong one to beat him at least. Uh, yeah, and it was kind of a crowd reaction type of thing, and it was yeah. towards the end of the game. And with the with the score of the game, the fans were kind of in it, in it, out of it. You know, some of them just sure, didn't care. Sure, yeah, eighteen <laughs> to nothing that. is a hard one to. Yeah, and it was like the last few innings. So I mean, they're it, having it crowd based. If we had if we had everybody going and we had everybody there, maybe first inning, I think Ernest would have taken it. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I heard that a couple people just got like booed off the field, though. I don't know if they were wrestlers or. Oh, it was me. Uh, civilians. <laughs> oh, that was you. Oh, you <laughs> said you weren't involved. Well, no, not in, not in that, not in the Macho Man part, but um, uh, I did have to go out there and arm wrestle uh, a professional MMA fighter that was there at the game as well. Oh, <laughs> and they liked him Who far better that? than they liked me. Um, I'm not sure of 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 his name. I should have been better about getting getting his name. Uh, he he huh. kicked my butt, so I mean, I just walked off <laughs> before the okay. embarrassment got worse. <laughs> okay, see, that wasn't that wasn't because of your. Uh... Ooh, the macho man. Oh no! See, I it don't even. Because I, of that. I, I I don't think I've got the the raspiness. I don't think I've got what it what it yeah. takes to put out a good one. But uh, You're not, never do a slim jim. Jeremiah. Yeah, that I almost don't want to do one now because Jeremiah's was so good. Oh yeah, see, we're, dude. Yeah. One of my first bits I ever wrote was like uh, this whole thing about how uh, after the show all the wrestlers go to breakfast. And like I did it on stage one time and people were like, what is this? But it was like all the people like it was basically every wrestler you could think of, like ordering breakfast at Denny's. Oh, my like, God. Give me some moons over my hammy. Oh, yeah. And the waitress like, yeah, the waitress hates him. And she's like, dude, I've told you last week we don't have any. Oh, yeah. All right. You can have pancakes or you can have toast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like a very niche thing you know it's like people would really have they it, it didn't go as well as i'd hoped but <laughs> hopefully people are laughing right now because i thought it was like comic gold but you know, I, I enjoy it what do you that's for do? sure yeah we're just like <laughs> paul bear keeps like harassing the undertaker about his you know sugar intake you know <laughs> you have diabetes <laughs> you know I don't know. That's There's great. a lot going on. I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd been there for all of those things, but I was. Uh, I had a show. I had to go uh, perform and do my other job. But uh, how often is blue collar wrestling a thing? Like, where can people catch it? And like, what's up with it? So uh, since since the pandemic happening, we've been having to kind of you know slow down and stop shows and things like that. Um, <clears throat> Uh, we have to wait till October technically to have a real actual legit show. We've got a new venue um, that we're waiting to announce. And um, it, once, once we get, once we get uh, to October, we're going to be running full force again. Um, we go every single Sunday, um, which I think was the, the big draw for us because other wrestling shows could only go, you know, once or twice a month or every other week or things like that. And we were there every single week providing shows. And it was 
it was a great time. Um, there, there we were, we were averaging like 300 people <laughs> in that, in that Elks Lodge. Um, now we've got a larger venue to, to, uh, accommodate for far more people. Um, we've got, uh, an area where we can keep the ring set up, which, uh, actually opens up opportunities for training. If, uh, people want to come check out, you know, sure. get, getting in the ring and stuff. Um, really excited for what's to come. But, um, like I said, before the pandemic, I mean, we were, we were drawing, you know, X, X WWE guys. It wasn't just local wrestlers. I mean, we were putting on really big shows. So hopefully we can get back to that. Super cool. And, uh, people can check out, is there a website they can go to, to find a um, schedule or something coming up? Uh, so, uh, you can follow the BCW, um, it's a blue collar wrestling, uh, Facebook page. Um, there's also a, uh, a YouTube um, channel if you want to check out past shows um you can catch caleb rex matches um our champ our, our uh, world champion um just exciting he's got multiple matches on there there's there's some really good matches um you can catch guys like uh tj perkins who wrestled in the wwe um but it's uh bcw worldwide um is the uh name for the youtube channel okay super cool what else do i want to ask you pickles baseball what do you think of pickles baseball I love it. Um, I think it brings a really fun, cool dynamic with uh, the kids, with the guys still being in school and stuff like that, and them announcing the schools. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of my friends that came out and watched were like, oh, "We didn't even know this was here." You told us about wrestling, but we get to enjoy a baseball game, and it, it brings in a lot of people that want to come back. Um, you guys, the stuff that you guys do in between innings, I really love. Um, I love seeing it on the Instagram and stuff too. That that Instagram's super active. I like that. Um, I like seeing Dude. all the different updates. Yeah, shout out to the interns, man. We have a dedicated social media team, and that's that's all they do is just walking around looking for stuff to post, and then waiting for me to do something silly and put it on put it on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. um, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm I'm excited in October. Keep me posted because I'd love to come out. I'd actually love to come out. You should give me a microphone and let me run around. I would absolutely uh, blue collar wrestling. I would. That'd be super fun. I could do what I do at the pickles game at blue collar wrestling. Yes, I'd love to see you in the ring, Jeremiah. Dude, I it's my dream, man. I just want to run and like slide into the ring and like get up and and you know like defend my buddy that's getting you know beat up you know <laughs> Dude, with all the dudes all, right. all all the randos you know all the jobbers come out of the back you know and it's like oh a brooklyn brawler here he comes and then he just gets his you know his ass handed to him in like two <laughs> seconds like why did he even come out to try to help why where, <laughs> right. where did they get these dudes from that were like dudes you've never even heard of they're like oh i'm gonna run out and help you know it's so dumb <laughs> Make you a, a surprise entrance in like a battle royal and have you show up, slide yeah. into the ring, and then get tossed out or something. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Let's do <laughs> it. Good time. I'm into it. Yeah, Caleb Rex, Blue Collar Wrestling. Check it out. Thanks for coming out to Walker Stadium. Thanks for coming on Brian Time. Thanks and, for uh, having me. Yeah, I am um, yeah, stoked. I, I love the opportunity. I really appreciate it. This is a really cool, unique opportunity. Um, Portland's got really great roots in professional wrestling and in baseball. Yeah. And to bring both of them together, um, I think the future and the relationship is really bright. And it's going to be something really cool and unique for the, the Pickles fans and BCW fans. Um, yeah, I want to do more. I want to make it bigger. It's a beautiful thing, yeah. Like, if you guys can't do, you know, I mean, heaven forbid, but if, like, we can't go back inside or whatever, at least during the summer, we should be doing it, like, at Walker Stadium, like, 
put the ring at home plate, just fill yeah, it up. That would be amazing. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't have that kind of. I don't have anything to do with that. Make it happen, Jeremiah. Yeah. Pull some strings. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I don't. That's the the Portland Parks Department would be in charge of that, but. All right, Mitflix, Mitflix, Sam picked a weird, not very good movie for Mitflix. <laughs> I hadn't seen this before. You never seen it this It was movie? just so perfect. I had never seen this before today, but I, I maybe as like a young child, um, but it was brought to my attention recently, and so I thought, what better reason to have to watch it than... Yeah. I mean, we got... We got Mitflix, so we got to watch something. I almost, I even thought that maybe Jake and I had done this one before. I had to go back and make sure that we hadn't. So I actually remember this movie when it came out. This movie came out in 1994. Just, oh, by the way, bury the lead there. The movie's called The Scout. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, Albert Brooks, uh, after uh, Brendan Fraser, a young Michael Rappaport. Um, and then the... Um, What's her name? Weiss. So she's the mom, the the lady who plays the the psychiatrist. She's the mom from uh, Footloose and Lost Boys. She's like one of the most famous moms. Diane back to Weiss, back. if I'm not Diane mistaken. Diane Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her last name. Um, yeah, this is, I rem- like I said, I remember this movie when it came out in 1994. I think we like had a VHS copy of it. We had like a friend of the family that would just like tape movies onto VHS tapes for us. And I remember watching this movie. I remember really liking the open, um, that whole Michael Rappaport thing. And then basically he, Albert Brooks is a scout. He finds this kid, brings him to Yankee stadium and the kid like freaks out and he's locked himself in a bathroom stall. And just that line where he's like, I made a mistake. And the kid's religious. That's the point. He goes, uh, God says people make mistakes. And Albert Brooks like jumps over the the uh, stall. And he's like, God never said that. Who tells you this? He says, God told you to honor thy mother, thy father, and thy Yankee contract. Uh, and I always thought that was like one of the funniest things. Um, and that's pretty much the highlight of the movie. Absolutely. Um, is, What's weird is this whole like twenty minute thing they do to start the movie doesn't really need to be in it at all. Like Michael Rappaport's never in in it again. They make no mention of him. No, but it's the whole catalyst. So after that failure, because he thought he was going to be high on the hog after that. After that failure, the the boss of the Yankees, who I like that actor too. That guy's been in a ton of stuff he's a great bad guy yeah so yeah the boss of the yankees sends him to mexico and he's like why don't you just fire me he's like i thought about that but i like this better so he's gonna send him into just like the deepest darkest places in mexico where there's there he's not even sure that there is baseball baseball but he wants a report from him and so yeah the boss guy his name is lane smith and you recognize him he was in the he was the mean coach on the mighty ducks he was the dad on Son-in-Law. 
That's what it was. He's been a bunch of stuff. A real, a real tough customer. Yeah, yeah. He is cu- my like cousin this- Vinny. Yeah, the yeah, other yeah. Lawyer and my cousin Vinny. Ton of stuff. So yeah, he's the boss. And then I just love that in the very beginning of this, they put uh, Steinbrenner was in the credits. Uh, Tons I mean, of George, people. Yeah, Bob Costas. George, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this was 1994. And so he goes to Mexico. So yeah, like I said, that that line in the beginning with the young Michael Rappaport was one of the highlights. Um, there's a scene where Brendan Fraser. So he goes to Mexico. He finds his kid. Uh, it's named Steve Nebraska, uh, who's an amazing pitcher. He's basically the Shohei Otani of Mexico at this point, right? He can pitch. He can hit. He's amazing. And. He, there is that highlight where Brendan Fraser, they're in a bar in Mexico drinking beers and he takes the tortilla and makes himself a Lucha Libre mask out of the tortilla. Right. That I remember thinking that was very funny. I think I've probably done that a few times myself at a couple restaurants. And then it gets kind of, I don't know, based on the reviews too, there's, so the whole thing is Brendan Fraser's character has like some mental health issues he has an abusive childhood. He's has some things he hasn't really dealt with, and so it's get him evaluated. Dark. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is that they don't um, they don't commit to either, really. You know, where it's there's the there's the part where it's like kind of a funny sports movie, and then the part where it's like a dive into people's actual mental health issues, right? Like, and it trauma. doesn't. Yeah, and it doesn't really fully commit to either. Was the complaints from from uh, movie critics, or it's like, is this this, or is this this? Because it's sort of got its, you know, it's like kind of bailing out of the batter's box to use a uh, <laughs> sports analogy when it comes to you know, like really fully investing itself as you know the, this thing. Um, so yeah, they they get him evaluated. They take he picks her out of the list because her name is H. Aaron which I thought was funny because when I was in my late 20s, when I had first moved to Portland, I picked my doctor from the list that they gave me. Like, you know, these are the in-network doctors at your work. And it was because his name was Doc Graham, which is uh, the character from uh, Field of Dreams, was Archibald Moonlight Graham or Doc Graham. And so that's I, – I can identify with that where I was like, ooh, Doc Graham, sure, you could be my doctor. <laughs> He's like, right. He's like, oh, H. Aaron, Hammer and Hank. All right. And then, yeah, she's uh, so Diane Weiss. She's the mom from from Footloose and the um, vampire vampire lover from uh, the Lost Boys. And uh, yeah, she doesn't she doesn't like what she sees when, uh, you know, like they they give him kind of like a Rorschach test kind of thing. And he yeah, that's a really disturbing scene, kind of like it's it's awkward and he's clearly not well mentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where they're like, who are these two to each other? And he's like, oh, I don't know. right. Yeah, it's clearly, clearly a father, father and son. son. Yeah, that was another line I like from Albert Brooks because he, you know, he Steve leaves and she's telling him that he's probably, you know, not, not ready to be playing yet. And she says that everyone gets that that's a father and son. And he goes, what, that doesn't look like a fishing coach to you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he is. uh, He does have this, 
this sort of uh, character flaw in him where he'll tell people what they want to hear. That's definitely part of his character. Like in the beginning, he tells Michael Rappaport that like Mickey Mantle's sister was a nun. Uh, you know, like just yes, that we have a we have a Last Supper painting up in the clubhouse at Yankee Stadium, right? All this stuff. Um, but he does have some good kind of like zingers. And I like Albert Brooks. I think that he's funny. Like just his, he's kind of a, he's like a poor man's Lewis Black, you know, like he's got kind of that rage inside him, you know, like that comes out. I definitely like that. And I liked this movie when I first saw it when I was 13 years old. Like, I'm not going to lie. Watching it today. It's not a, it's not a very good movie. It's not a winner. It kind of meanders. It's a little bit too long. Well, and then just sort of like, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Scout, he goes like he's going to jump off of Yankee Stadium, I guess. Like he's supposed to start the World Series. That's like the whole thing is Albert sells everybody he'll only play if they get to the World Series and then just by chance they do. And then he's like standing on the facade up there, Yankee Stadium, and everyone's freaking out. And they they get in this like big kind of back and forth. Where he's like, I don't want to do this. And Albert Brooks is like, well, you know, he's in this situation again where another guy is going to bail on him. And he's like yelling at him and, you know, this whole thing's going back and forth. And then there's no real resolution. He just changes his mind. He's like, well, what if I play? Like once Albert Brooks says, okay, forget it. I don't want you to play. Then he's like, well, what if I do? And he's like, well, you might lose. And they're like, well, so what? And he's like, yeah, so what? And then he pitches. Like, there's no, like, oh, he didn't deal with the trauma. There was no, like, oh, I did, like... No, <laughs> it's, like, did. it's an hour straight of setting up that he's, like, deeply disturbed and has all these problems, and they solve none of them. All he does is say, like, I'll still be... I won't be mad at you if you don't do it. It's fine. And that's all yeah. it took. And he's like, well, okay, I guess I'll go. And then he throws a perfect game, which is one 88. thing... 88 strikes, yeah. The, on 81 strikes. Like, that is too much. sorry. They, the, as perfect as it can be. I thought that was just over the top. And he ends and up by hit, striking out Aussies. And it's hit a, two one-run homers to win the game two to nothing. So basically nobody else did anything except him. So he is the Shohei Otani, but... Yeah, I just I love the Ozzy Smith cameo because yeah, in in 1994, Ozzy Smith probably was one of the biggest stars. Um, and yeah, then they had just, Keith Hernandez and and uh, Brett Saberhagen in it too. Yeah, yeah, they showed up. Um, yeah, the 81 strikes for the perfect game, and also hitting two one run homers, and then. Uh, everyone mobs him and then him and Albert make eye contact and smile at each other. And that's the end of the movie. It's a poor ending. And I actually, I had, I pulled up the Wikipedia. Um, let me see if I can find this here. Well, essentially, I don't know if I can find the exact quote, but, um, oh, right. Here it is. Uh, Brooks said that when he contributed to a rewrite of the script because it was very silly, the version he worked on, he said, did not end like Rocky with that BS big ending. So Albert Brooks was not a fan of it. Oh. 
Well, there you go. But yes, you can see what he's talking about. It they they solve none of the problems. Like I would I would love it if the movie continued like fifteen minutes and then he get, like does something really drastic and violent because he's never handled success before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? The Scout too, you know. Where <laughs> right, he's just at a mental institution because they they rushed him out on the field too quickly. Yeah, fifty five million dollars, and then you know, slam somebody's head in a car door. Terrible pick. <laughs> it uh, didn't work out well. I was re- very full of regret about 10, 15 minutes into it. Did you watch the whole thing? Oh, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I wasn't going to be the reason we watched it and then bail on it. Did you watch it on... What did you watch it on? I... uh I, I, I forked over $3 to rent it on Amazon Prime at my friend's house. He wasn't so happy with me either. That's not, that's good. I mean, I watched what looked like a bootlegged version on YouTube, you know, where it's like zoomed in a little too far. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the dark edges of it where you can't really see the movie, but I've, I've seen it enough times. I probably watched it two or three times when I was a kid because I really did like Albert Brooks's, like, what are you talking about? Kind yeah. Of like, you know, like his edge to him. Just as a side note, if you type in the scout into Wikipedia, there is a it's sculpture. The third result. Yeah. Yeah. There is a sculpture in Portland, Oregon, inside, outside the Boy Scouts of America, Columbia Pacific Council on uh, Southwest Front Street. There is a sculpture of a, a little Boy Scout. Go check that out. Yeah. Director Michael Ritchie's 1994 turd of a movie, The Scout. Thank you, Sam, for picking that one. <laughs> I We're do gonna what wrap I can. it up here. <laughs> I love it. No, it like I said, I as a, a nearly 40-year-old man hadn't seen that movie since it came out, and I probably thought that that was still a good movie. In my head, as a 13 year old person, I was like, Oh, this is really funny. And Brendan Frazier, man, like, you know, these were like Encino man days. That's what the other thing I thought, like, this is what people saw Brendan Frazier do. And were like, we need to put this guy in more stuff. Yeah. Just the fact that his name is Steve Nebraska. Yeah. No one questions that. No one talks about it once. How that's a crazy name. If you found a dude in Mexico who had no backstory, was like just living his own life, and his name was Steve Nebraska, no one would be like, huh, that's weird. And also, they never explain his backstory. They're just like, he's traumatized, he doesn't remember it, and they never even attempt to to explain what it is. All right. Let's put a bow on this, my friend. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a, being a part of Brian time. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, come out to a Wild Wild West League game. We've still got more. There's one on Thursday. And then uh, the Wild Bills will be playing Thursday and Friday next week. And then there's going to be a Wild Wild West League championship at the end of August. So the 27th, 28th, 29th will all be uh, wild, wild Wesley games that you can come to. So please do that. And then, um, yeah, thank you 
to Marimba Mike for the intro music, Dusty Fox for the outro music, X-Ray FM, our sponsors. Hit us up at briantime503 at gmail.com. Uh, earlier on in the season, one of the Ghosts of Baseball Pass was actually suggested by Sam Whiteley, and we talked about it on the on the episode. So, you know, throw them out there. Tell them us you want us to eat spicy jalapeno pickles or whatever. You know, we'll do it. So hit us up at uh, briantime503 at gmail.com. Follow along at briantime underscore pod on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Been slacking on the Twitter, but it's out there. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. A couple more episodes before we wrap this up for the year. Go Pickles. More, I'm pro more Macho Man impressions. Throw them out there. Find reasons oh, to yeah. do them. Yeah. Uh, light the spark out at Lens Park. Cracking wooden bats, slapping, illuminating the dark. Popcorn, sunflower seeds, PDX and North Precious in the West Coast League. Yeah, Portland. Never known to be fickle. Deep in Southeast, that's the home of the pickles. Brine time. Home of the pickles. Brine time. Brine time. That's the home of the pickles.